Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Daria. Talking to me? Hello and welcome to Arya Talking to Me, a Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon podcast. My name's Ben Vanell. Uh, I am joined by my co-host Adam Knox. Knox, we just watched the finale. We sure did. It's it's time to recap my favourite show, Torture Birth. Back for another <laughs> oh, yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a bi-weekly show at this point. Ah, um. <laughs> oh, it's... One, it, it's great to have every different graphic variation on what could possibly go wrong with the greatest curse a, a, a cruel god has ever inflicted on the human species. Yeah, childbirth, um, pregnancy. It it fucked. It fucked up. <coughs> um, uh, yeah. So, well, I did say the finale, the finale of season one of House of the Dragon. Just in case uh, you didn't read the title of the episode. Uh, and this is being played to you, um, maybe while you're in labour. So, I certainly yeah. fucking hope not. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> might feel a bit tactless on our part. But uh, yes, uh, we just watched the season finale. Before we dive into it, though, I, would, I do want to address the emails we got f- f- between last week and this week from James, Patrick, Lydia, Anna, uh, Webby, Joshua... Hugh and Harold. <laughs> right. What did we miss? <laughs> so, uh, they, I think, I feel like we did speculate about this, but they all were like, yeah, when, um, when they mentioned the beast, beast beneath the boards, it's clearly about the dragon bursting out of the dragon pit, which I think I thought it like, flew in through the roof. Oh, well, one person specifically was like, Adam said it flew in through the roof. No, it came out of the ground. I knew it came out of the ground. It yeah, exploded right. out of the ground. Nah, um, it exploded down through the roof. I <laughs> no. don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but I do watch all of my TV shows hanging from my ceiling like a vampire bat. That's right. Yeah, you have like the Batman sort of setup where you sleep that way, you watch stuff that way. You say that the blood going to your brain makes you smarter, and I believe you. I absolutely. I'm doing it right now, and let me tell you, <laughs> my head is throbbing, and I'm ready to podcast. <laughs> um, and there was another thing. Oh, a lot of people clarified, and I guess this is maybe more clear to you if you've read just Game of Thrones books in general. But um, the reason that Rhaenys didn't burn everyone, and I guess it was clarified, you know, in this finale as well, is that. Um, a, it would have been like a, a, a crime, uh, a capital crime. Like she would have just, it doesn't matter who won the war or whatever. Like if she did that, killed, you know, royals, her family, that she just gets executed. Um, and also, yeah, as we saw in the finale, um, she didn't want to start the war, basically. The war had not started, so she didn't want to be the one to do that. It makes more sense as well when, A, that was her escaping with the dragon. 
Because mm-hmm. I truly believed until 30 seconds ago that she'd walked off, gotten the dragon, done a U-turn, <laughs> come back, smashed through the right. ceiling of the place, and right. then run away. Um, but yeah, because the dragon pit, uh, which I didn't know until A, some of the expl- explanations, and B, yeah, the 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 fact that it comes up in the, the finale, the dragon pit is underneath the big hall where they did the coronation. Which was, yeah, like some weird other hole, some pit hole thing that wasn't like yes. the Sept of Baylor or all the places where they go to where they normally do this stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing that was clarified with that as well is, yeah, her humming and whoring about who she was even going to swear to mm. and who, yes. who would be best for her and uh, call us to, to chuck their coins in with. Yeah, which I think we assumed and it was, yeah, sort of borne out to be correct, but... Um. Yeah, there was a bit of discussion. Obviously, Corliss. Well, we all thought all of us, all you and me, thought that Corliss was dead. Pretty much. Um, turns yeah. out he just needed a walking stick. Uh, so that did change things. And I guess they had to have that that chat where it feels like she convinced him of like, yeah, yeah, right. Now, no, come on, you, you, you know, you know what you're supposed to do here. Um. So we got some other emails. We got uh, another two. We got uh, one from Anthony here, who uh had a different understanding of what the white worm was trying to convey in that conversation she had with Otto, um, where she was talking about the greater will of the people mm. when it comes to the power of the Iron Throne and the one seated. Um, and yeah, uh, Anthony reckons it was like some kind of like a Chekhov's gun for like a citizen's revolt. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I think like us, he sees this, First season is just the first act and, you know, you'd lay seeds, you plant seeds for things like that early on. Um, and I think, yeah, he was, he interpreted it as like the, the white worm being more like, just don't forget, you know, where the power actually is, which I don't know. I do. Cause she's, she has certainly been, you know, sneaking around and pulling strings. Um, and I guess we didn't really know why, like the motivation, like we know, you know, what effect, but. She just seemed to be having fun, you know, doing a bit of bit of subterfuge. Until that episode, yeah, until she right. came out and was like, hey, here's the, what I actually want. It's hella reasonable. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That, I don't think we talked about that of, like, it being maybe symbolic or representative of, like, a greater, you know, the people. Um, uh, sure, maybe. I, I guess I wouldn't have yeah taken it to be a, a symbol of the people but there are like a few a few um things in this where they're showing a lot more than game of thrones did like the average everyday you know mm. joe gross cloth sitting yes. around yes. being being shuffled into this stupid fucking pit dungeon hole place to be uh yeah. stomped on by a dragon coming from above <laughs> And they've shown like they they've shown a lot more of the like people on the ground, yeah, kind of yeah. looking at best disinterested in um what's going on with the with the the royals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at worst, like being being a child being thrown into a ring and having to fight another child. So like, yeah, you you can see there there is the like potential fermentation of uh, of revolution. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then there was an email here from Sydney saying, um, uh, big fan of the show, big fan of all the pods. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sydney. Um, 
About House of the Dragon, something that Sydney found really fascinating is the way the show is contrasting Rhaenyra and Alicent. Specifically, there are all these accusations of Rhaenyra being a whore, despite the fact that she and Lainor were in a loving and consenting open marriage. Good good uh, read, good modern read on that. Mm-hmm. As far as we ever see, Rhaenyra is only involved with men due to a genuine attraction and does so with Lainor's consent. Even when she marries Damon, she sends Lainor away to live the life he wants instead of killing him. It's all pretty reasonable. In contrast, Alicent is held up by the kingdom as a paragon of purity and virtue, yet behind the scenes we see that she is the one exchanging her body in different ways for power, influence, etc. Her marriage to Viserys, which is just about power for Otto, uh, also with Laris and the creepy foot scene, which Mm -hmm. which is the most obvious example. Even with Kristen Cole, she is acting within the role of courtly love, which is historically a desirable woman utilizing her sensuality in a way that is technically appropriate, but I think by modern standards would be considered like emotional infidelity in exchange for loyalty, which I also see there is that weird connection between them that she's made a purposeful effort to, I guess, cultivate. Um, basically, Sydney says, it's all hypocritical and the public perception of each of them is in direct opposition to what's actually going on behind closed doors. Um, that's from Sydney and her partner, husband, Brendan. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. It, it's the, yeah. the, the same as you ever get where Alicent is the one with the less or the least autonomy out of the two. She mm. is the most uh, controlled by others. And is also mm-hmm. the most outwardly uh, conscious of how she appears to others and is deliberately uh, aware of that. I was going to say manipulative, but not just more sees it as the tool that it is for someone in her position. But also, yeah, yes. is the most controlled by like even in the last episode, the only reason she kicks off and starts making decisions is because she essentially gets told to by yeah. a man in her perception. And then, yeah, yeah Rhaenyra is the opposite, where she's basically had her own thing and, and has made her own decisions for her entire life, and people don't like that in a woman. No. People, no, they do not. Joe, Joe Grosscloth, he ain't into that. <laughs> no. He's easily manipulated. Um, uh, oh, and then we got a couple of uh, emails just after the episode aired. One from Nick, who uh, loved the episode, said it was a terrific way to finish the season. Uh, and he said it was always going to be Aemond who drew first blood. Being bullied as a child, he has a major chip on his shoulder. But he also knew that he f- fucked up. Um, and it was interesting, he, he says, to show viewers that, yes, they have dragons, but they aren't fully under the control of the riders. They are still a beast. Yeah, we'll get to that bit uh, later in the episode, yeah. but I think uh, similar thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as as you mentioned, uh, the that... Uh, the opening of the episode, the stuff with the with the birthing scene, uh, was fucked up. And uh, Josh, uh, that's also his <laughs> immediate response. Uh, was um, yeah, uh, he says of all the things I've I've seen and been desensitized to through shows like Game of Thrones and now House of the Dragons, I don't know that I've ever seen a moment in TV or movies that I actively do not want to watch ever again. Like the first ten to fifteen minutes of that episode, truly heartbreaking and rough to watch. Agreed, dude. Um, I was so- fucking. I I have one chance to eat today, and I took it <laughs> at the start of this episode. I had a little thing of sushi that I got delivered, and let me tell you, fucking half that sushi 
a going nowhere near a mouth for the rest of its well until it gets to like a rat's mouth one day in a dump somewhere. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it really put me off my stillborn baby that I was having for lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yes, let's get into it. Uh, uh, what is the finale called? The Black Queen. The Black Queen. Yeah. I must have so missed because really- everyone I saw him re- reacting to the last week's episode too was already talking about Team Black and Team Green. I don't yeah. know when the I get the green, but I don't know when the other half was assigned black. No, me neither. Me neither. Like literally, there's that one episode where they go, the green is the color. Of the of when the high towers go to war, and we were like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's why our dress is green." And since then, everyone's been like team green and apparently team black. So um, it's got to be people from th- who've you know read the book, knowing about black and green wherever they came yep. from, and that seeping into general thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. This is last week we saw the green side. I suppose we saw Alicent mm-hmm. and everything, and didn't catch up with uh, Rhaenyra, and now we're doing the flip of that. It's all Rhaenyra all the time, baby, as I would yeah. swear to. I uh, I think I preferred this of, of the two episodes. Both of them had, you know, um, big climactic events um, with big repercussions. Uh, but yeah, like you said, last, last week we spent all of our time in King's Landing with uh, that side of the fam. I, I think I prefer spending time with Team Black. I really like this one. I like this, I think, a, a lot better than, than last week's episode. I've seen people comparing as well, like, the uh, the like Ned Stark's anger in Game of Thrones about uh, Joffrey being an uh, illegitimate heir to the mm-hmm. throne mm-hmm. compared to, like, people being hypocritical when they say, well, if you, uh, if you think Rhaenyra is in the right in this show, then... That's the same thing Ned Stark thought. So then I guess you're against the Starks and you're pro Lannister in the first one. That's not the case because Rhaenyra is meant to be the queen. And then, yes. <laughs> sure, like when it comes time for Jaceris to to mm-hmm. hop on up there, then maybe you can go, hold on a second, his hair's real brown. But yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah. this point, she's absolutely... I mean, if it were me here, I'd be with Joe Grease clothes walking up yeah. the steps to try and yell at the family until they leave. Because, you know, all royals are bastards, which yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. a shortened version of because <laughs> I've picked the wrong series of words to make an acronym out of there. Okay. But um. it's, it's yeah, it's not the same thing. And uh, Rhaenyra, who is meant to be queen, is is standing in front of, well, is about to enter a room that uh, Lucerus is looking at the coolest fucking table that's ever been made. In. Yes. Yes. It's a sick table. Um, they go around and show, you know, it's this wooden representation of Westeros and it's all carved out and it looks fucking awesome. And then mm. later on in the episode when they light those candles underneath and you see Whoa. that it's a fucking RGB gamer table, that's <laughs> sick. Yeah, that was awesome. That that shit's all over Viserys' giant model. Like, it's just, oh. it's so cool. Um, but yeah, Luke, Luke's pacing around being like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready to be a lord. Ah, mm. oh, jeez. Ah, uh, I'm showing vulnerability. Oh no. Better get my character development out of the way as quick as possible. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this week. Yeah, he's uh, um, yeah. he's stressed about like, will anyone ever listen to him at Driftmark? It, it's you know, can he handle something like that if uh, if yeah. the sea snake dies? And mm-hmm. Rhaenyra tells him, hey, I felt the same way. 
I was a bit scared initially when my dad told me I needed to be queen. Yep. And, and he, then I earned it. Yeah. And then I feel like I earned that right. And so, he, he tells her yeah. that he's dissimilar from her and that he's not all perfect. Yeah. And I think he's right. He is more of a coward than her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's perfect. Although she's pretty good, like in terms of, you know, moral moral uh, um, corruption. I feel like she's stuck to her guns pretty well she's throughout got the whole show. A lot of the level headedness and um, ability to put others before herself that her father had. Mm. That mm. sense of duty that leads to a competent ruler. It would take a real inciting incident for her to lose uh, sight of the bigger picture and yeah. uh, start going ham on people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that surely doesn't happen, and I forget what happened in the episode, so I'm going to be surprised <laughs> by the end. Lucky we're going um, back through it. But uh, it, it, is that scene interrupted by Rhaenys arriving? Yeah, uh, one of the yeah. like Kingsguard people shows up, and he's like, hey, Big Hair's here, and then Big Hair walks in with the cool... She, yep. Her hair looks fucking cool, to be clear. Cool Big Hair, cool armour... Uh, she looks badass this whole episode. I think if she showed up wearing the big leather armor that I've never seen her in before, I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, well, uh-oh. Rather <laughs> <Yeah>. than... Because <laughs> Rhaenyra and Damon are both like, go, what's up, aunt? Yeah. Or whatever you yeah. are to us. Yeah. How's, how's things? Oh, Where's your husband? Is he, how's he feeling? Is he on the mend? Is he doing okay? I'm sh- assuming dad's fine since you flew up here real quick wearing fucking mm. full armor. Mm, but mm. Uh, yeah, she uh, lets them know that Viserys has died, that um, Aegon has been crowned as king over there. It's mm. all fucking kicked off. And speaking of kicking off, this is when Rhaenyra's unfortunate yeah. uh, miscarriage starts to take place. Good time to pan the camera away, I reckon. Let her have some privacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you... It's kind of implied that this is caused by the stress of the situation, right? Sure, I think in part. And I was also reminded when this was happening that, like, oh, that's right, the dad's her uncle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, they've got two kids together already, but, uh, yeah, whatever causes yeah. this, it, it certainly is uh, at least brought on a little bit by the news that her dad's dead. And, I mean, symbolically, yeah. right, this this whole thing is a, a, a changing of what her life is about, where it can no longer be about family yes. and this, like, prison she viewed herself as being in that she's mentioned before of, like, being stuck as childbearer. That's yeah. gone. That's literally dead. And yep. she's shifting over to being a different person and having different responsibilities at this stage. That's it. That's it. Like, I I genuinely, yeah, my interpretation was like, her body is telling her that it is time to prepare for war and you can't be a caregiver right now. Yeah. Um, And it's like, yeah, if she had had a baby, that puts her in a different state of mind and um, probably less willing to dive into war, which she already is uh, unwilling to, but... Anyway, yeah, it's really fucked up and it happens and uh, I think, like you said, it is an important thematic shift that uh, a lot of people have been traumatised by watching. It is a graphic, graphic, long, disgusting, unnecessary, pointed, Mm. story-driven, thematically important, but, like, the theme isn't helped at all by having to build that fucking fake... Ba- like, it's... Oh, yeah. It's real fucking gross. And that gross as in... Not gross as in, like, yuck, imagine. Gross as in, like, you don't need to 
it, it's it always comes across less as shocking to show me this and more as why did you think that I wouldn't understand what was happening? You don't need mm. to plow this into my fate. Maybe I'm a word that I forgot they use all the time in this show. Maybe I'm craven, but <laughs> I ain't craving this sort of image. That's for damn sure. I, I didn't find it that off-putting, um, uh, but I also agree it's not necessary. But if I had made it in, put it in a show and someone said, why was that necessary? I would have been like to really drive home the thematic shift. Like I think you can justify it, but there's driving um, home and then there's driving directly into your living room. <laughs> like, well, some people need it. Some people don't. Uh, they don't get subtlety. Well, that's um, definitely true. But yeah, it's but, it's still a good scene and it's well done. And you're cutting between sort of Damon immediately jumping to preparing for yes. war and throwing out, yes. hey, th- chuck a raven here, chuck a raven here. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucerus and Jaceris doing some uh, like battle practice, and huh, Lucerus isn't very good at it. That's interesting, mm. and it seems as mm. though his brother hasn't taught him particularly well how to deal with a conflict situation. Oh man, yeah. Oh well, good. at least there'll be time to work on that. It's you know they haven't even gone to war yet, so mm. what, what? What? How is he going to potentially get put into a situation where that's an issue? That is weird though that they are like Jaceris. Why didn't you? train your brother properly you're like, obviously well, you know kind of floppy brother yeah 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 but don't, don't you care um maybe he's a bit selfish he's a bit self-centered maybe he, he seems like a bit of a hothead at the very yeah least, that's true he's having to really grit his teeth and clench his jaw to follow the so they get brought up to uh rhaenyra and yeah. uh, she tells them hey don't let anyone do anything until i'm there yeah, nobody I'm the boss. is to make a fucking move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was kind of on Damon's side of like, yeah, you get fucking get get shit sorted. But I, I think, yeah, uh, it's it's proven out. It's borne out that actually, no, being the level-headed one who tries to get their shit together first, rather rushing into something, hmm. especially something like a war, uh, is definitely the right way to go. Um, but that was, I just noted that at the time I was like, yeah, what are you waiting for? Fuck, come on, let's send out the Ravens. Let's do, let's do all of this shit. You see, I was on, I was on Rhaenyra's side of like, hey, give up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's going to be really hard. So just let's just take the deal. But like the points that she makes later on of like, it literally might be better for everybody if we just don't make this a big fuck around. Yeah. Like, is this about... Her and Damon's ambition or the good of the realm. And she asks herself that a whole bunch uh, mm. during this episode. But yeah, so Jaceris is uh, sort of similar to Damon having to sort of grit his teeth to do that. But he does make it very clear that like, hey, no one's to do anything until mum's ready. So yeah. in the meantime, Damon goes out to a cliff and does the old uh, mm. dragon intimidation tactic. Yes. A classic from back in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, passed down from Daenerys to Damon. It's all um, flat circle, man. But uh, so yeah, these are these are King's guards. These are are these the guys that were meant to be Damon's guys, or are these other people? I think these are other people because he's got it in with the City Watch. But that's uh, right. the, the King's guard, right. the gold I, cloaks. They've and just these been are like sent. The white cloaks. Yeah, 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 these are the white. Please, yeah. white and gold. <laughs> How could you get them confused? <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, these guys are just sent with um, 
Rhaenyra, I, I assume. Oh, to of course, her of course. because she's the the, the heir. Yeah. Um. So yeah, these guys are the are the Secret Service, I guess. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. The yeah, City yeah. Watcher, the FBI, or the CIA, or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um. But yeah, Damon does a dragon check of their loyalty. Mm-hmm. Which the best way to find out if someone's really loyal is to not give them a choice, but to say that they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, hey, hey, he does say that if you swear an oath and then break it, you'll be tortured to death. Yeah. So he really knows how to win the hearts and minds by threatening torture right. or just murder. But so while that's happening upstairs, yeah, Rhaenyra loses the child and mm-hmm. they they do a similar sort of um, ceremony thing that happened with uh, Balon back in the yep. first episode, I suppose, uh, first or second. Um, and in the middle of that, up comes one of the Eric's, which yeah. like probably stand at the back until they're done, Eric. <laughs> Don't <laughs> fucking, there's no need to give her a fucking he, second. And they think, they initially think that he might be threatening them because right. he hasn't really said anything. He's just walking up to them. He's interrupted like, their baby's funeral. It's pretty rude. I might think that someone who came and interrupted my baby's funeral was up to no good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's they act- are up to no good. <laughs> well, I'm saying that. He has brought a little gift. Yeah, He's brought the same true. crown that Viserys wore um, that uh, Damon gives a, a meaningful look at and places mm. again on the, on the, on the head of the, the monarch, of the queen. That is the time. only way... You get away with interrupting a baby funeral. Yeah. <laughs> by bringing your rightful crown. <laughs> Even then, I'd, and, uh, I'd still yeah, probably still have the thought, <laughs> like, hey, if you reckon she's queen, she'll be queen in 20 minutes as well. Yeah. Fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Gra- grab one, well, a, grab a mini quiche and wait. <laughs> uh, this mini quiche isn't quite done yet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say... Uh, totally in the spirit of every other guy in the episode, he's very impatient. Everyone's <laughs> like, Let, come on, let's go. Let's get this shit going, all right? You're, put on the crown. Let's get ready for war. I'm swearing fealty to you. I'm going to be your creepy protector who never leaves your side. Uh, Damon's like, all right, let's get this shit on the road. Every every other guy, mm. everyone except for pretty much like Rhaenys and Rhaenyra is like, let's let's get to fucking... It does make a, you know, because since the first episode, everyone's been going on about like, none of these cunts have been to war. It's all bullshit. Mm. They Mm. all, they're all summer children. No one's really using that term these days. I guess that's a northern Winterfell kind of term. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's clear that. With a with a real seeming war about to kick off, a lot of people are getting that thing of like, finally, here we go. Right. And they're all trying to act quickly because obviously acting quickly in a situation like this can matter too. But yes. everyone everyone kneels. A uh, mm-hmm. little subtitle pops up saying regal music playing. <laughs> yes. And the music yes. is regal. It's nice. Yeah. And uh, Rhaenyra's wearing a f- crown for the first time. Yep. Looking very queenly. She looks royal. She looks like a queen, mm. but she looks nervous as hell too. Yeah, because she's getting walked back to the cool table with like you know swords getting prepared and this um, sort of guard detail with her, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she looks overwhelmed 
and uh, uh, on edge here. She looks concerned, I think, because yeah, she. I think she senses Damon's, um, you know, f- the fire in his belly. Right. You know, she she knows she's gonna have to settle some people down. Plus, she's had a big day already. <laughs> I suppose yeah. you know, but yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's an intense situation that she's walking into. And you're right, Damon is being very intense about it. He's immediately mm. like, here's where a raven's got to go. We'll send dragons over to this part to look after shit. This this guy's going to have to go. This They've got these little pieces ready to go on the board mm. of like, who's our mm. friend, who's not, who are we going to fuck up? Um, and they ask about... Uh, so, and Rhaenyra has to step in every now yeah. and again and be like, hey, w- shut up. How's Corliss? Mm. Is he going to be back? Are you going to swear to me? And uh, Rainis has to be like, I don't know. Mm. It's his choice. Mm. And yeah, it's a it's a little bit of tension between her and Damon at this point. Yeah, yeah. He's doing his classic thing where, like, honest, like a lot of the time when he's rushed into battles. It, it's been like pure luck that he's got out of them. Mm. Um, he, he like he's clearly a good fighter, but he um, yeah he he certainly seems to lack that um, the patience required to like plan <laughs> plan a war. Um, and he he knows he thinks he knows what he's doing, and that's why he's doing it. But um, there's just there's always room for a uh, you know a bit of a bit of a consensus maybe. Well, and he does have but, that 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 like fiery energy has worked for him in the past. Like he does right. crook shit quickly that works out well for him. Mm, uh yeah. I did notice as well at this suggestion of, you know, they're all kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to and his suggestion is to go and set up a base at Harren Hall to mm. you know, work out uh out of in that area and the fact that you know, ever since the man that she apparently loved, but we never really got into it because mm-hmm. this show will spend 20 minutes giving you a scene of the most awful thing you can imagine, but we'll skip over the part where there's anybody being in love. <laughs> you get that bit. Don't show the nice parts. Skip yeah, them by six yeah. years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he suggests to go to Harrenhal, this place where since that happened, there's been a lot of talk of, like, it's fucking cursed. Yes. Like, yeah. Harren Hall is a bad place to be, especially if you are a strong boy. Mm. So, you know, Harren Hall curse getting sort of mentioned as the place to fly the dragons out of with what happens yeah. later in the episode, I thought was significant. Yes. Um, and Because Har- Harren Hall is closer to King's Landing, right? It's, yeah, it's, that's the idea. Yeah. They, they've they got yeah. a place. If they got the allies they were going to get, I believe they could, basically that would be the front line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're talking about um, the Starks, the Tullys, and the Baratheons. Mm. The Tullys are the um, the Riverlands. Obviously, the Starks are the North, and all the houses uh, under the Stark banner. And then Baratheon, uh, the Baratheon family, are at Storm's End, as we do see later. I never honestly knew anything about the Baratheons aside from you know Game of Thrones. Robert Baratheon is the king, but mm. he's in King's Landing, so we don't see all of their. You know their house. I don't, don't think see we see Storm's home. End at all during Game of Thrones. No, I've, I only yeah, know of yeah. it from looking at that map. Yeah, right, right, right. So th- those are the ones that have sworn allegiance, but are potentially, you know, they're up in the air because of 
what's happening. Yeah, they're confident about the Starks because they're like that. Starks don't break oaths. They'll they'll go with what they said. The yep. Aaron's and the Tullys, they're like we've got blood relations with with both of them. Yes, so we should right. be good with them. Uh, the Baratheons will have to remind Boris Baratheon, Boris with mm. two O's. Yes, um, about, and two R's, I think. Yeah, right. Or maybe it's even yeah. an E at the end, but it's not Boris. It's Boris no. or Boros. Yep, 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 yep. Boros. Uh, we'll have to remind him of his father's oath. So it wasn't yes. actually him who swore. It sounds like no. Um, but at this point of the episode, I'm like, cool. Baratheons must be solid then, because they did swear an oath. It's oh. nice to hear talk of the Starks and the Baratheons and shit again, too. Yes, it is. That's a bit of fun. And they they also say, I guess, just to like level everything up, they'll get no help from the Lannisters. They know that. And yeah. I don't know if they... Re- they they maybe mention a couple of other ones that I didn't quite recognise as like, they won't help, they won't help. It and seems- they mentioned a, a couple of other ones that had already recommitted to Rhaenyra as well. So like there were a few smaller ones that right. they already had... Um, and that the other side already had, you're right. But yeah, they um, it's very much positioned at this point as like these three major houses that we know from Game of Thrones um, are going to be pretty critical to to swaying this war. Right, because part of the talk they have is about how like, oh, we'll, we'll have friends in the City Watch, but I don't know how many. And I, we mm. do, we're not doing great for men, but we do have a ton of dragons. That's Damon's main point. It's yep. like we've got 14 dragons, they've got three. That's right. And that Dragonstone is a pretty good place to be... Set in, like, as in, like, it's going to be easy to defend if we come under siege, but, yeah, uh, that's not what we want to be doing. We want to be attacking. Uh, All that being said, it gets interrupted by uh, a ship approaching with a green Targaryen banner, Mm. a green three-headed dragon, and if it isn't, old weasel. Yeah. Otto Hightower's come along. They've already got the green dragon changeover. Someone's painted that up quickly. And look, not to be one of these guys, but boy howdy, it seems like they got there so fast. Yeah, Because yes. Rhaeny- Rhaenys yes. flew up so quick on a dragon yeah. and yep, got there yep, yep. that morning? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Maybe some time has passed since the funeral or whatever, but it really looked... It didn't make it look like it had... I suppose it must have if Otto's showing up. I guess so. But they're talking initial plans and stuff. And whatever, it's a TV show. You need to skim it along, get it all moving. They've done enough time Mm. jumps. But Otto's here quickly. Yeah. Comes straight from the place. And uh, he's got the the terms from Alicent that um, she wanted to send up. It's Damon meeting him. And then they get uh, Rhaenyra to do a cool fly through. (laughs) Yep. Um, does the Top Gun thing of flying way too close and his coffee spills everywhere. Mm, she loves it. She's done it twice now as a as a, a, a um, show of strength. Every time it breaks fucking walls too. Every time the dragon yeah. lands, he smashes a bunch of shit. And if I there's was a, like the handyman a... here at fucking Dragonstone, yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be out of a job, so great. Whatever, I'll go hammer sure. up the walls. And you don't get a choice. You're just a, a peasant. You're a surf. Nah, I can do what I want. Free market economy. <laughs> I'm a, also, I'm a Game like, of Thrones libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a landing pad. You don't have to just like yeah. always land on the bridge. Paint a big D right. on a flat bit of grass. That's right. That's right. Stands for down here. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, she oh, does. I thought her... you meant paint a big, like a big D and and B's. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd never be somewhere mature. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so... I guess this this could have been. <laughs> I hate to say it. This could have been an email, but I like this could have been a message from a crow. But they want. They want this. You, you, they, you know, you got to have the character interaction. And this is important to them as well. I think sending the hand and like being like, "Hey, look, we mean it. I'm sending my yeah. own father. I know you could kill him. This means a lot to me. We're making ourselves a bit vulnerable." I think it is like right. a meaningful thing to send him. And his his uh, offer from Alicent is basically, "Hey." Cut it out. You ain't the queen. Mm-hmm. We'll give you Dragonstone. Everyone's happy. We'll give your kids this honor and that honor. Yep. Your youngest kid gets the honor of being a cupbearer. Can you imagine? Mm. And um, but yeah, they they will legitimize or or relegitimize. Um, yeah, uh, Rhaenyra is princess, or or you know what? Yeah, I guess princess of Dragonstone. Driftmark will go to Lucerus. Mm-hmm. As has been promised, he will inherit that everyone when he gets old enough to. Everyone gets a pardon. Yes, yes. So it's a good deal that Damon immediately calls Otto a cunt over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and Or maybe he calls the queen a cunt, I can't remember. And then uh, Rhaenyra gets handed a little piece of paper. That is a the page she tore out of her book. One beautiful lesbian morning back in the day, <laughs> yep. where um, she gave it to Allison, and she's kept it all these years, and it's meant something to her all this time, and it it works. It reminds her mm. of like, yeah, the, with the this is my friend or was my friend. Mm. Maybe everything could be peaceful, like my father probably would have wanted. Right. Even right. if he knew this misunderstanding had happened, he would probably still go, "Ugh, but let's keep the peace." That's right. That's right. He he's like she takes very seriously the part of her oath and the part of her, you know, um the the way she's presented is, you know, she is the protector of the realm. Even yeah. if she's not, you know, currently the 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 uh the crowned protector of the realm, she still takes that as her responsibility and that Definitely means um, not going into war. It's mm. A shame that the actual, like the current king uh, and all of his advisors don't have the same attitude and they seem happy to, you know, tip this over. Yeah. They've stolen the crown, so, you know, that's part of it. Right, exactly. It's us or nothing, but they don't even think they've... Or at least Alison doesn't think she's stolen anything. The rest of them know they have, but they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they were planning to even if she hadn't got that confusing message right exactly yeah Yeah. and i think rhaenyra knows that like this is not a bad offer it genuinely could Mm. lead to everyone being okay as long as we kind of swallow our pride here partly because and she gets everyone to clear the room her first sort of like queenly thing that she does is like Mm. this very commanding clear the room which everyone immediately follows and uh rainice gives a little smile at her as she's leaving like damn that was a cool ass thing to say yeah, yes. Uh, and she does that to, to tell Damon, like, hey, look, this could be a good idea to take this, especially because our duty is to the realm as it stands and also for the bigger thing, which I take seriously, which is uh, mm. A Song of Ice and Fire, seasons one through six. <laughs> That's right. It's weird um, that she says that. Uh, it's, maybe her dad reminded of her every 
season or so. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, she's like, hey, uh, you know, my dad told me this prophecy uh, in secret. No one else, no one else heard about it. Uh, but it's it's uh, you know I take it seriously. Well, she doesn't tell him that no one else. Has, she assumes that he would have told Damon as well. She says, "You know about it." R- oh, okay, yeah, right. She goes like, "You know That's what it right. is? The conquerors, dr- like the the stuff in the north." And Damon's like, "Fucking what?" And yeah, then, yeah, that's true. Yes, uh, grabs her by the throat and, and yeah. intimidates her with a you know my brother was dumb about his prophecies. Fuck them. He was an idiot. He was weak. Let's do yep. shit real. Mm. And uh, she realizes that he didn't know about this thing and that his brother didn't trust him with this story. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, because, uh, yeah, I guess this is just a, it's meant to be a secret Targaryen thing, yep. but it's it's only been passed down to Rhaenyra. Right, it's only right, been right. passed down to the heir. Yeah, right. So yeah. his brother never saw him as the possible heir even. Right, right. So the, yeah, it's a it's a purely whoever's sitting in the chair thing is what he'd said about it back in the day. And that was his way of initially showing um Rhaenyra like, "Hey, I mean it about Yeah, right. saying that you should be the next one." Um meanwhile, Corlys is alive. Yeah, he needed a little um, bit of bed rest. Uh, yeah, they really made it sound like he was going to die, and it was going to cause all of this bloody, you know, furor, and 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 we organized that succession for nothing. He's fine. I suppose he just like you know it was it was a it was a, a fever that was getting mm. him before, and it's passed and gone, and good for him. Um, yeah, he wakes up full of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. And uh, has to learn about his brother dying. Yep, has and that he's been a dickhead and he shouldn't have left uh, Rainice by herself when everything was going wrong. Yep, and it was a selfish thing to retreat into being a fighting navy man when he should have been with his wife. And you better fucking make up for it, you son of a bitch. And so his idea is like, okay, we're Switzerland. Let's swear to no one. Right. Just hang out and enjoy our lives and let them all do this and we just be in the middle. But then clearly she convinces him after this. She says, well, actually, Rhaenyra's Mm. been pretty cool and doesn't seem as though she wants to go to war and Mm. is like being pretty leaderly about it. Yes. Maybe we chuck behind her. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh... Because yeah, she knows that there's some some skullduggery about whatever's happened with Egon and um, yeah, like I said at the start of uh, the the pod today, like or earlier, Rhaenyra is the one who seems to have a pretty concrete moral compass and hasn't purposefully fucked anyone over. And Renice obviously, you know, is aware of that, believes that to be the case, and sees that as the best bet. Yeah, uh, she's impressed by how Rhaenyra is carrying herself, and so mm. they they throw behind uh, what is apparently called Team Black here. Also, <laughs> yeah, their daughters are married to their sons, yeah, or you know, yeah. engaged to be married or whatever. So it it can't it all it makes sense for them to if they're going to have to jump in a boat to jump into this boat. This is yep. also where Rhaenys, um kind of gives a justification of like, hey, it's not my water start. And uh, mm. I needed to ask Corliss about it. Maybe she even said that earlier, actually, now that I'm looking at this. 
but they sort of they they clear the air and set up the table. Everything's all hey, we're we we're, we're gonna fucking if we do this, we've got right. the narrow sea. We can set yeah. up so that yeah, that's something that he t- tells him about his big fight where he got his throat cut but lived to tell the tale. Yes, they properly took the uh, the whatever those islands are. The stepstones. The stepstones. They properly have a garrison down in the north in the narrow sea. Mm. They can actually siege King's Landing if they want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can blockade it so that no any potential allies can get in through there. It's huge. It's like you know, it's the reason that Britain had an empire is controlling. Uh, important passages and shit like that, right. and um, yeah, I think it gives everyone in the room a big, a big old boost of confidence. It definitely does because this is where they're like, okay, well, if we can siege King Land- King's Landing from the water, we need to surround it with men. If we're going to do that, we do need these people who we think are on our side. So we'll we'll send ravens to them, and then um, Jaceris pipes up. And he's like, dragons are quicker. Yeah. And it's the personal touch that matters <laughs> in situations like this. Sending uh, a baby boy. Yeah, I know. Really gives I know. The, the impression that you mean what you're saying. I mean, no one brought it up that it was le- left them totally vulnerable to, like, even on the way, on the way back. Like, there are other dragons. Like, sure, they have 13 at Dragonstone, but half of them are baby dragons. And, you know, like. They mention a bunch yeah. that are, like, off in the wild and some that are living yeah, on a mountain. Yeah. Like, you can't count the yeah. hermit dragons on your dragon list. No. And obviously, you know, wars, especially ones that were, you know, historical wars like this, could go for 20, 50 years so dragons can grow up. But right now, they the other team have the biggest dragon that's, or the second biggest dragon that's ever lived. And Rhaenyra uh, knows this too because she's saying like, look, you keep talking about fighting with our dragons, but all those stories about back back in the old days when dragons fought dragons, it meant everything burned. Yes. She says she doesn't want to be a ruler of ash and bone. And yeah. Tell you what, not the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's, I'd rather be a ruler of ash and bone than a, than a, than a, than a bone and an ash. Telling a bunch of bones what to do? Oh, that's for life. Right. Hey, you okay. there? Play you... yourselves like a xylophone. <laughs> what are you bloody running the bloody uh, um, f- uh, Paris Fashion Week? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and Rhaenyra can tell uh, it ha- is having the same thought that you are of like, well, this is kind of fucking dangerous. I got to promise, make these boys promise not to fight. Which is right. part of why I think Jaceris is like, let me do something because he's like, let me get out there, let me at him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, Th- that's definitely why he suggests it, yeah. and he's not thinking about his uh, poor weak brother, as we've been shown earlier. It's no. not really his concern. It should be, but he- he's not concerned about it. And it's weird because he's being sent up to Winterfell, which is further mm-hmm. away from the enemy dragons, so you would assume safer, yeah. and the place where the Starks definitely keep their oaths, so yes. you would assume safer. And yes. then uh, Lucerus is being sent to the Eyrie, I think, first, and we just skip over that bit to right. talk to his um, fucking aunt or whatever she is, Lady Aaron, and mm-hmm. get her, assuming you, they seem as though that's a done deal and that'll be fine. Right, right. Rhaenys is going to go down to King's Landing and just fuck around in the in the bay. Yep. And yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, Lucerus is going to, yeah, firstly the Eerie and then to Storm's End to talk to Boris Baratheon. Huh. Well, yeah, they totally skipped the Eerie, but um, 
I guess the justification for that is that apparently this uh, Storm's End is like the closest other city that they have to go to. Right. Maybe so. Maybe he was Storm's End. Then the Eerie was the plan or whatever. But uh... right. But at least yeah, she's like, look, it's just a short flight. You know, he'll be happy to see you. We've been allies for years and years. You've just gotta. You know, he's a proud guy. He'll be happy to see a prince. And she's which... kind of right about that because he yeah. was happy to see the first prince that got there. Yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, it is a bit naive that all of everything that, that I just said is like, well, that's one way to look at it. But as you say, it's like, well, yeah, that's the closest other city, but also it is still close to all of the other people with bad, like, dragons who might want to burn us alive. But I think you can see that she knows because when they're even suggesting this at the table, there's a shot of her and a look that she gives that is, you know, mirrored with a shot of her looking at her kids and it really looks like she's realizing like uh oh they just turned mm. into fucking assets and soldiers in a war yeah. and i'm like it sucks and i hope they're okay but this is my duty coming in here they do have to do this yeah 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 exactly you, there's going to be a million risks taken over the next years um so you got to start at some point one of those being to go down into a dragon cave and try to win oh, yeah. the voice. Because <laughs> yeah. Damon goes down there singing his singing his little heart out. Yep. And uh, a big old dragon who lives in the cave spins his chair around. Mm. And uh, breathes some spectacular fire up into the ceiling and looks Damon dead in the eye. And I don't know who this dragon is for. I was trying to think about this when they right. were saying that there were all that those dragons. It's like, isn't everyone who can ride a dragon, don't they all sort of have one, except for maybe like Baylor or Lena? I don't remember which one. Yeah, I think Baylor still doesn't have one because I think there's like a pointed shot during that discussion. Um, but then I assume, cause, and I think Rhaenyra maybe brings it up of like, sure, we might have 17 dragons, but we've only got a few riders. Like, I guess that, they can try and train them to be ridden by non-Targaryens because I feel like we did see that, didn't we? At some point this season, someone had managed to train or managed to like inherit and ride a dragon. I can't remember who. Well, Aemond obviously got his dragon um, by just sort of snatching it. When yeah, it was yeah. On a hill, and also I think um, Aegon was like kind of earning his dragon when they were in the pit doing the pig thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Maybe dragons can be poly. Maybe they can. I certainly hope so. Every <laughs> second poly person has a tattoo of a dragon. So that's yeah. It would make sense if yeah. it went the other way around too. Every dragon that's second right. dragon has a tattoo of a poly person. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think uh, you know it's got to be beyond just the uh, the royal family. Like, if they've got all these dragons, then they're gonna have to train normal people, or you know, they're gonna have to try and bond them with normal people without right. Targaryen blood. So that uh, who knows if that's possible. But yeah, there's this fucking. What did it? I know it said what the dragon's name was. Um, uh, it starts with a the, V. This it's big like fella. Uh, 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 Vasanthrax or something. Probably not anthrax, <laughs> is it? But it's some some V like word. V- Varaxis, because uh, Vagar is the one that Aemond has. But uh, yeah, this was a big old cunny. Uh, this is like one. Wait, yeah, who is this dragon? I guess they just 
grew up without a rider and got fucking massive. There's a couple of wild um, dragons, and they do say there's a couple who there's one who lives in the basement or whatever called <laughs> right v- v- Vinny or whatever this dragon's name is. Okay, okay. Um, they they he lays it out. It's all very quick, but he does say, you know, there's X and Y and and V and V and V and V all yep, living in. Yep, they they yep. kind of list a lot of names of dragons, but. There ain't no way I'm keeping track of dragon names. <laughs> no. It's just never going to happen. But, yeah, I guess I, I also assume, and because we, um, we see Luke's dragon, uh, it's tiny, you know. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, they must all be tiny dragons. But, yeah, they've got this massive one in the basement, which is great. Yeah. That's awesome. they got a ton of dragons ranging in sizes, but right now Damon has the big lad. And mm. unfortunately, when when Luke arrives at uh, Storm's End there and lands his little <laughs> Volkswagen Golf Dragon, he sees <laughs> yep. the big gas guzzler, four-wheel drive, stickers on the bumper dragon that uh, oh, Amon yeah. has already there. Yeah, truck nuts, dragon nuts hanging from the back. If you don't like my flying, call someone who cares. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honk if you're scaly. The... The fact that he goes inside after seeing that dragon doesn't immediately go, oh, well, this is a lost cause. All right, see you later. Yeah. Not only is this a lost cause, uh, it's, a, it's a genuine threat to my life. Yeah. So Stupid. He, he, he wanders into that hole. I guess, you know, being dutiful and delivering the message, right. maybe being a bit naive and thinking, hey, I'm on a just envoy political mission here. Ain't nothing going to yeah, happen yeah, to me. Yeah. Which it doesn't in the court. Uh, Boris Baratheon no. is also, you know, when it starts kicking off a bit later, he's like, don't fucking do it in here. Take yeah. it outside, lads. But yeah, Aemond right. is already in this big medieval hall with big medieval um, king-looking guy. Yes. Boris Baratheon, the man who cannot read. <laughs> uh, yeah, his doctor has to read for him. It's pretty funny. Get someone with some book learning in here. I don't know what this... I can't make heads or dragon tails of this. I'm a hammer man. <laughs> I, uh, um, I I liked that little detail. And he, he reads this mm. note uh, that 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 um, Luke is carrying. And is like, well, okay, so you're fucking reminding me about my oath. You don't need to remind me of shit. And also... I'm not going to follow that oath because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. coming here empty handed. Whereas Amond over here has promised to marry one of my daughters. I'm getting a deal over in this corner. Yeah. The deal yeah. you're offering me is no deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you're, you've offered me a bit of condescension. Yeah. Um, and that is not, I don't want to take it. I'm not taking that. Um, which is a shame. Uh, like, but I guess maybe it does take a specific personality and or family in this world to just be like, yeah, we just literally don't break our oaths, you know? like. And I think the fact that he, this is his father's oath and he doesn't even see it as an oath that he's sworn makes sense mm. too. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. He hasn't specifically said it. Yeah. So the, the world is different now and... It's up for renegotiation, I guess. Right. Yeah. Says so if you're gonna marry one of my daughters, then sure maybe. But he stupidly again, so yeah. many times just just marry whoever is the most dangerous mm. person's daughter. That's right. Get it over with. And yep. you won't be fucking or just say, wedding. Just be like, 
I, I will take that um, uh, proposition back to the Queen and we'll see what they say, you know, not yeah. just like, no, I can't. But little honour boy here, he refuses mm. and he says, okay, I'll, I'll leave. I'll get out of here. But unfortunately, Aemond uh, interrupts him here and is like, hey, remember how you made me have to have this really cool sapphire eye? Yeah. It's, it's time I took your eye, motherfucker. Yep, yep. Well, I'll allow you to do it yourself. Yeah, poke it out with my dagger and we'll be fine. If not, I'll mm. come take it. And if you leave, we're going to have a cool dragon chase. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, bizarrely, Luke refuses to uh, poke out his own eye. Eamon tries to go him. Boris is like, fucking A, stop oh, it. Stop it in not here. Not in here. Oh. Can't you see that? It says no fighting in here, I assume. <laughs> Take it outside and then up about th- four miles. It's a cool looking scene. So yeah, ad, ad, yeah. Um, Luke leaves, flies away on his little dragon. Big dragon's already gone. Oh yeah. Eamon's run out there through a back entrance somehow. He's just yeah. He's been like, get out, go on, have get up there. Yeah. I guess he must. Yeah, he has to come back and get him. But um, it felt like a Jaws scene or something. It was like, very cool. The cloud that- is. It's basically impossible to see through. Super tense. The one shot of uh, Big Dragon flying up behind Little Dragon looked great. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, and they, they have a little kind of dogfight here. Yep. Uh, snapping and snapping and yapping at each other. <laughs> yes. Until yes. there's a little gully which Little Dragon can fit in. Very smart. But mm. then, unfortunately, the dragons are, like, freaked out by this chase. Mm-hmm. They're getting angry at each other here because... Uh, yes. Uh, uh, Arax, Arax, which is uh, Luke's dragon. Ah, yes, yeah. Just chucks a little fire on the cheek of Big Lad. Yeah, yeah. Stupid move. Naughty, naughty boy. That shit'll get you bitten in half, dude. Mm. And Damon is loving this as well. He is laughing his ass off. Getting ton of rainwater in his mouth while he's doing it too. The fact that he's just able <laughs> sure. to laugh and not go like <laughs> is uh, <laughs> unbelievable. But they're, it's they're, one of the keys to being a dragon rider. You have to learn how to deal with that. I guess you'd like, yeah, hold your tongue across your teeth to block it out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Store it in your cheek uh, and drink it later. Unfortunately, yeah, they f- fly up above the clouds. It's all very beautiful. But uh, big lads had enough of little lads shit. Yeah. Chomps him in half along with Luke. And Eamon <laughs> has this look on his face of like, oh no, how could that have happened? <laughs> like, cunt, you engaged in a dragon fight. Yeah. I mean, I think like just before that, and you, I think it is, yeah, it's escalated by the fire, but Eamon is saying like, no, Vagar, no, 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 right. no. Yeah, they're both uh, trying Vagar, to yell commands at the other dragon and saying like, yeah. obey me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, stop. Uh, don't start a war. Unfortunately, Vega does not listen. He's he's crazy. He's covered in fire. He's angry. Uh, Aemond is not able to control him, and yeah, he just uh, bites Arax in half, bites Luke off. Luke's dead. Dragon's dead, and uh, yeah, Aemond has the look on his face of, I think I may have just started a war. Yeah, <laughs> I just fucking shot Franz Ferdinand, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm By fucked accident. here. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, he um, was saying to take him out. I know. Uh, the news gets makes its way back to Rhaenyra for the final scene. 
and uh, we get a really, really cool extended shot. Damon tells her and she, you know, looks in grief. Yep. Is like keeling over in front of the fire and last shot stands back up with like a uh, 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 a broken, determined mm. face of yes. someone who's about to start three seasons of battling. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She mad and sad. Mad That's and what sad. I got from it. <laughs> uh, it's it's two incredibly descriptive words that happen to rhyme, <laughs> and they perfectly sum her up. It's great. I love. Yeah. I, I knew she was going to turn around, you know, and, and give give us that. Give us the look of like, here we fucking go. And she nailed yes. it. It was a great. They're all very good actors in this show. I agree. I've seen some people disliking her, specifically Emma Darcy. I think because people really liked uh, Millie Alcock as the younger version. Right, but who was also great. Yeah, yes, yep. Um, I think that Emma Darcy's great. I think that everyone who is acting in this show uh, is very, very good at what they're doing. And yeah, like all the characters that we've lost because they died, I... You know, I think all of they, those actors did great jobs as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's the main reason that I'm so invested because we've had to reinvest in in new actors playing the same characters, but they're playing them so well that it just works for me. So totally, yeah. I, yeah. I, the there were a couple of different times where the show could have easily lost us with mm. like the beginning, which it the it's strange to think about it now after a really great season, and I'm super. Uh, excited to see this this war take place for however long it happens in in the rest of the show. I assume the rest of the show is this war. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the fact that my feeling before this show started was like, oh, we could have a clunker coming or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the the change of actor and all of that. You're right. Having a having a having a having a <laughs> having to <a> get us <laughs> again with that after right these. Initial actors had um, been the reason those that the show became appealing because they made those characters appealing. But the mm. way around they did it as well, I think a lot of people know this by now, is they cast the adult actors first and then found the children to go along with them. Yeah, I would imagine that the reception to those kids as well means that if they weren't going to already, we might get a flashback or two in the coming seasons oh, featuring sure. them. Yeah. That would be cool. Yes, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really um, I, I'm I'm into all these appealing shitheads they've been able to create a second yeah. time, and um, I am excited to watch more in a year. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, and yes, we think there's there's going to be four seasons total. They've said four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, fuck. What if it's really, really successful and they decide to <laughs> drag it out? I mean that I would be a shame to do it to have it have the opposite problem of the first one right uh, like yeah. I would imagine that they've got a plan and that they're going to yep. stick to it would be my guess if you were going in as so. a showrunner after the reception to the end of Game of Thrones and the reasons that that happened you'd yep. have to be pretty um forward thinking yes um I think I'm probably just thinking of like lost where they, it was so successful that they padded it out. But right. this is HBO. This is not ABC. They don't need ad money. They've got subscribers, and um, they will be they will be committed to a creative vision rather than uh, 
pandering to to, to the money men. I hope. I, I assume that mo- they haven't done it yet. If a show yep. made yep, sense to true. end, they've let it. I I think that I'm right in saying, other than Curb Your well, Enthusiasm, which has been going for 150 years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's up to Larry. That's Larry's choice. That's <laughs> it's up to Larry. I ain't Larry. Uh, uh, speaking of letting things end, uh, that's the end of season one. And that's the end of season one of our podcast about House of the Dragon. Mm. Um, I I'm sure we'll jump back, like we did this time with like a episode before the season kicks off, um, so we can you know have a look at any casting rumors and trailers and shit like that. But um, and obviously, yeah, we'd we'd love to keep getting your emails. It's very nice to read them. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, we probably won't be back for just about a year. What was that email address? That email address was aria talking to me pod at gmail dot com. Uh, and yeah, if you like the podcast, um, you know you can go back and listen to the Game of Thrones episodes. And I know that people are doing that. Um, people will probably get around to watching House of the Dragon. And if you have friends who do that, uh, recommend this podcast to them because. Uh, People seem to like doing that, uh, listening to to the pod afterwards. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Ben's right. Send him those. I'm going to get the login details off of Ben after this so I can read the emails too and have a little look. So send him more now and tell us what you thought of the season. Because overall, like, I guess final thoughts of the thing. I already kind of said it, but it was great. Yep. Surprising and um, different in... Uh, ways that I really appreciated, but then more and more as it went on, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's cool being back in the Game of Thrones shit. It's cool hearing yes. people say Stark." I know, I I agree, and I like that we had like a good seven or eight episodes of really focusing on what is happening here and now, and not, mm. you know, I'm sure people were aware of references that maybe we didn't pick up on to Game of Thronesy stuff, but we really sunk into like this family. And the their internal politics and their you know hopes and dreams and uh, issues with each other and then uh, only now as it makes sense we gear up for a another world war um, do do those uh, familiar names start coming back in yeah but yeah I, I think it was really well paced given they had to navigate a lot of time jumps um, the story is is yeah super <coughs> gripping and engaging and um, yeah I'm pumped like I know some people have have watched it and and enjoyed it but have been like but when's shit gonna kick off you know give me some give me some more spice right uh and like i don't think either of us have felt that way we've enjoyed it but also we're gonna get some spice next season we're gonna get a fucking war right and if you're thinking of the thing as a as four seasons then it makes sense for any story for the first 25 percent to be you know act one yeah yeah so setting up setting up uh who 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 they are and what they want and why we should care. Give us a couple flashbacks in the future where it show me Rhaenyra and Harwin meaning a yeah. fucking thing to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think that could be cool as well as like plastering that stuff in during the rest of the seasons might be nice. But I don't know. I once again trust the people who are making Game mm. of Thrones shows, which is cool and very nice, and I look forward to the rest of this show, and it's exciting about the idea that maybe they'll do more like this. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, uh, Aria talking to me pod at gmail.com. Also, Aria talking to me on Instagram. 
Um, we post all the episodes up with like, you know, little um, episode images. So uh, if you want to share stuff around, it does help us a lot. Um, and uh, leaving reviews on, on Apple Podcasts and ratings on Spotify. Uh, I noticed a bunch of people have done that, which is really, really sick. Um, but hey, even more would not hurt. Yeah. So uh, it, it does genuinely help get the show in front of other people. Um, and uh, we do appreciate the people who've done it already. But yeah. Uh, that is uh, episode 10 of season one of House of the Dragon, done and dusted in the books, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.